Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Canada's Game of the Week in the Canadian Football League. Friday, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Ottawa Red Blacks. Montreal at Calgary. The Hamilton Tiger Cats at the Toronto Argonauts. The one I'm most interested in the result is the BC Lions at the Edmonton Elks. If Edmonton wins that game, and I haven't even looked at the point spread yet, it's chaos in the CFL West standings if Edmonton wins this game. This is the Rod Peterson Show. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm sure producer Clark is wondering why I'm smiling as we set sail on hour two of Canada's daytime sports talk show. And I guess for uh, fans of us, in the United States of America, 31 states that we air in. I'm laughing because it's like, what are you going to do? Let me know the very second that Darren DuPont is available. There he is. He's with us. Moose is with us. And this is why I say, Darren, you are the, You always come in at a good time in hour two to kind of bring me down because the people, and in, in a good way, in a yes. good way, because <laughs> flying sky high with some of our audience. And I will say this, a kudos to Todd in Red Deer who says, uh, thanks for the correction. Again, I love the story. Uh, Sorry, I love the show, but I did get another Roy Chivas story, which we'll get into into that. He wanted to debate things and had his history wrong. So I corrected him on that. And uh, he said, it was like a shaking hands, good thing, right? But sometimes just dealing with people, Todd's a good guy. All of our audience are good people. Even Jeff the Stamps fan, but Sometimes I, you know, dealing with the public. We're sitting here every day dealing with the public live on the air. So we kind of get it. You've been to Brooklyn Water Bagel with us uh, here in South Florida. We think of our friend Scott, who used to work there. He doesn't anymore because he was just a guy when you walked into Brooklyn Water Bagel, which is a coffee shop in Boca, a chain. He just had stress written all over his face just from dealing with people. And it reminded me of a guy by the name of Lawrence, a hotel manager in Medicine Hat, dealing with people. We stood in line waiting to check into a hotel in Medicine Hat last summer. And he, <laughs> poor Lawrence, who we knew went to high school with Terry Clark. But in both cases, <laughs> Serena said, I bet you Scott and Lawrence just go home and get baked at the end of the day. <laughs> just, to, just to get through the night. You know, dealing with people. And that is not an option here. Not for me. I don't know if it is for Darren or not. I don't think so. Not with hair like that. Uh, You hear that thunder? uh Uh-oh. Yeah. We may still get a sprinkle before the uh, day is over. 
So anyways, talking about some things on national television here, Game Plus TV across all of Canada and 31 U.S. states. Uh, where are we? Steven Stamkos was a popular topic. He is frustrated, disappointed that the Lightning will not open up contract talks on his deal, which expires at the end of this season. It is what it is. But 70% of respondents saying they don't think he'll finish his career in Tampa, which on our key auto group poll, which when you think about that, probably is a safe bet when you start to think about guys that bounce around to different teams at the end of their career. And I would be disappointed if that happened with Steven Stamkos. But it is what it is, and you brought up a really good point. Iserman drafted him, and Stevie Y is long gone. Maybe he's just not a Julian Breezebois guy. There's that, you know? But some very oh. unpredictable roads in sports. Were you going to say something, sorry? Well, look, look, at the, look at some, like, long-time face-of-the-franchise-type people, right? Um, I looked at me growing up. So let's Jerome McGinley in Calgary never finished his career there. Matt Sundin right. in Toronto didn't finish. Saku Koivu in Montreal. Paul Korea in Anaheim didn't finish his career there, right? Uh, Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, we would have thought that would have been a slam dunk for them to finish their careers in Chicago. That's yeah. not happening. You know, so, you know, I, I wonder about the Pittsburgh group. I know they signed him and, and Crosby, Latang, Malkin, but it is rare that you finish a career with, the organization, with one organization. It's turning out to be that way i don't know why i can barely hear darren is that a me thing guys at the millennium falcon or is that a yeah your volume's down darren turn it up please please and thank you um brian watching in hudson bay writes in on the text line for emj marketing and he says stamkos will have to take a pretty good decrease to stay with tampa how long before toronto media gets him wanting to finish his career in the big smoke LOL, because everyone wants to be there, right? <laughs> I don't laugh as that as much anymore after Matthew signed his extension there. So maybe there is something to playing in Toronto, which quite a few things popping into my head here. I do want to talk about tonight's NFL Thursday nighter, the New York football giants at the San Francisco 49ers. It's the lone game on a Thursday night on Prime, I'm assuming. The 49ers are favored by 10.5. But just to give you a little note, Darren, on... You know, as, as I said, I've been turning off my television, turning off my radio, maybe a little too soon, because I've been missing the ending of games. Waking up the next day, not realizing who won, and forgetting to look. Right? So, I did have my radio. I turned it on yesterday. WQAM, you've been with me in the Jeep. It's the greatest thing in the world, ripping around listening to that. You got your 2-0 Dolphins sitting atop the NFC East, uh, AFC East, and you know what they're talking about? They're ripping Dak Prescott, saying he's not that good. And I'm just, <laughs> why? Why? I'm not complaining. I, Dak Prescott's got a lot to complain, uh, sorry, a lot to prove to me. But I'm like, why do we have to sit in a world of everybody just bashing each other? I just am very uncomfortable with it. And uh, I don't feel like you like to do that. We don't do that here. Not at all. No, I mean, the team's 2-0. and I guess, you know, maybe they're just so used to complaining about something, so you got to find another team. You know, and, and the Cowboys are top of mind. Lots of Dallas fans in every pocket of North America, but that game tonight's interesting. We like to look at and try and figure out who's the best. You asked me yesterday, I think, who the best 2-0 team was, and I said Dallas. Yeah. Um, Dallas, 
as you said, motorboated the Giants in week one. Uh, San Francisco is widely regarded as the top team in the league, maybe top two or three. Now they'll play the Giants. Now, don't expect 40 nothing because a lot of things went Dallas's way and it was raining and, you know, block kicks and that kind of thing. But see how well um, the Giants play against the 49ers, and it might give you an indication of just how good this Dallas Cowboys team is. We're just so young in a season. Yeah. And I don't want to put it out there, but Zach Dak could still get hurt. <laughs> My mind went to Zach when John Ohm in Winnipeg put in the universe about Zach Caleros getting hurt that night in Edmonton, and then he did. Um, again, I don't care. I've been a Cowboys fan long enough, and a lot of our older viewers will understand as we are the number one rated show in the 55-plus age demographic across Canada, moving into the United States in that demographic. I've been around long enough to know who cares who's the best team in September. Remember Allen Iverson? What are we talking about? September? Might as well be talking about practice. Best team. Is there not something else that we could talk about? It's my bad for bringing up the point. I get that. But it's, it doesn't, it's meaningless. Um, 902-518-3033 for EMJ Marketing or for those watching on the streams, you can uh, plug in on the chat there. Blue Jays at the Yankees tonight. Where I'm expecting, I shouldn't speak for you, Aaron Boone to be fired as the skipper of the Yankees after his disastrous season. He was kicked out of the game last night for the 33rd time of his career. How come he gets to act like that? <laughs> I don't get it. Blue Jays winning 6-1 last night. I blew my stack yesterday. For to the degree that I do on somebody, I, it, it didn't feel good, you know. And I don't understand how come Aaron Boone can do it. I don't get. I don't know how. How they come actually Biz? Do it. Go ahead, say what? Like, like physically, I don't know how they actually do it. Like I don't know that I could physically, you know, kick dirt on the plate and get right in the face of the umpire and and yell at him like that. I don't know if I could physically do it. That would be a hard thing to do. A lot of that's for show. By the way, Robert Campbell watching writes in. He says, hey, Rod, viewing from Vegas, Elks plus 8.5. And what I got at Bet Regal is Elks plus 6.5. And to be honest, their odds makers are really good. I don't know how they do it, but their odds makers are really good. Um, yeah. And that's why Serena is so good at. She's like, hey, maybe this is going on and you don't know about it. Maybe that's going on and you don't know it. She's very good that way. Because you don't see, you don't see me blow my stack very often at all. Hey, we talked Pittsburgh Penguins last hour. And I want to hear um, for a second. Josh Getzoff was on with us, the radio voice of the Penguins. And he was great. Why wouldn't they be excited with Eric Carlson in town? And obviously, Kyle Dubas running the show. Jay in Winnipeg writes in from the streaming. He says, in my opinion, a guy who's a defenseman and is minus 26 on a losing team doesn't cut it as a Norris winner. I know he got 100-plus points, but he isn't the best defenseman in the league. He's simply another high-octane forward. Um, 
You could sit and debate that till the cows come home, and it's 111 Eastern, by the way, as I look up 1111 Mountain. Yeah. Beautiful. It's why we have a vote. To sit and complain about the results of a vote, unless you're Donald Trump, I don't feel there's is a worthwhile uh, expenditure of your time. Did I think Eric Carlson was going to win the Norris last year or deserves? I'm kind of with you, Jay. I get it. But I see the people that vote on these awards and... They don't know uh, whether a hockey puck is made of rubber or chocolate. What are, what are we going to do about that, Darren? You know, I don't get well, Everybody's it. got a different idea on what um, a good defenseman is and the best defenseman. I mean, a defenseman who's, you know, primary, primary um, you know, con- contribution is offensive, you know, is different from somebody who's a shutdown defensive defenseman. <clears throat> And you don't have a lot of great stats to track it. They have more stats now than they've ever had. But, you know, it's hard, right? Points are easy. You know, I can look at how many points you have and decide if you're contributing or not um, in a lot of cases. But, yeah, I mean, he's, look at, he put up the points. Was Bobby Orr then, by definition, the best defenseman? You know, putting up all the points he did? Yeah. I mean, best player at that position. He contributed in a different way than other defensemen. million per year and the reigning Norris Trophy winner. Somebody thinks he's good. Yeah. So that's not to even say that that we're right. Um, Before we move on to some other things, and I will check in on the text line at 902-518-3033. Our hockey coverage is brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewing Company. Head down to the Tap Room, 28th Street Northeast in Calgary. Thursday through Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. And check out Common Crown Brewing Company at commoncrown.ca. The poll question is, do you think Steven Stamkos will finish his career as a Tampa Bay Lightning? It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence, knowing that they provide reports on all the vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. And... Uh, over 70% last I looked on Twitter, I actually split up the vote. Um, and I should have told Clark that I was doing this. Here it is. 51% saying, no, he won't finish his career there. 40% saying, yes, he will. And 9% saying, I didn't even know he was upset. <laughs> and this slipped under your radar too. You had to, you know, ask me where this story came from. Uh, do me a favor, please. Because I'm sitting down here in South Florida, and I'm literally the only one on the air talking about a Sunbelt team that I know of in the National Hockey League right now. So call me crazy if you want. What are they saying in Canada about the National Hockey League on day one of training camps? What are you seeing? Um, I'm seeing a lot of, of conversation, actually. The big one that I've seen lately is Elias Pettersson and, and William Nylander. You kind of split this country, go one side and the other. Um, both have, you know, expiring contracts. One and Pedersen's going to be an RFA. I think Willie's going to be a UFA. Um, so you got two big key pieces of those two franchises, um, you know, going into camp kind of with uncertain futures. So that was one of the big conversations that I've seen early on. Um, and then just some little position battles and things like that here and there early. Of course, talking about the Leafs. 
Robin in Prince That's Albert really says, do they need a new defensive award, best defensive defenseman? Well, of course they do. Um, and kudos to Gord Miller, my good friend Gordy Miller. He's the one that got the Maurice Rocket Richard Trophy brought in for the leading goal scorer in the NHL. Why can't they have a defensive defenseman award? They've got a defensive forward award, the Bob Ganey Award, now the Patrice Bergeron Award, because they win it all the time. Um, I clearly don't have enough clout to make that happen in any league, much less the Canadian Football League, because we talked last hour about Kelly Jeffrey and the wonderful job he's done as the offensive coordinator of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, in case you missed it, down to a third-string quarterback. He's got three receivers on pace to be a 1,000-yard receivers. I uh, haven't looked at the offensive line stats, which to me are uh, rushing yards, total and per rush, and sacks allowed. I haven't looked at it, but I know they're pretty good. Why do we not have a coordinator of the year award they do in the nfl why do we not have a general manager of the year award in the cfl they do every other league but not a whole lot has changed and by the way i will say this because in my commentary today i didn't blast the cfl but i just brought up how they don't like change the one thing they did bring in i'll give randy ambrosi a lot of credit for at least trying something is the global player experiment but it didn't work. And if you want to look at it from a union perspective, if you, Darren, you're a university, Canadian university football broadcaster, how would you like to be a Canadian kicker or punter? How'd you like to do that? Because of the CFL's no. global experiment, you're out of a job. Sucks to be you. Nobody, nobody talks about that. No. So anyways, we'll be back because there's still some points that I haven't gotten to yet that I want to address with you. We'll be right back, and uh, Greg Zahn, you think I'm controversial. Greg Zahn coming up later on in hour two. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio. Bye, Allie. I didn't know you were there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, collectors, register for the Premier Sports Card Convention, where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items, taking place in Red Deer, Alberta. In the Parkland Pavilion, September 29, 30th, and October 1st, get your tickets and more information at premiersportscardcon.ca. It is the RP Show, coming your way on Game Plus Television, also on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE. Oh, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Darren Moose Dupont is in the uh, sweatpants capital in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. I wanted to talk about Lionel Messi. Did play last night, and I mentioned it earlier for Inter-Miami. 
one thing they were saying on the radio today in Miami. I know nobody cares about this. I'm just passing it along. They beat Toronto FC last night 4 nothing, And they're saying if Messi plays, Inter-Miami wins. If he doesn't play, they lose. End of story. It's that cut and dry. I guess he's not going to play on the weekend because he's got overall muscular soreness. But at $30 million a year... I would say suck it up, Lionel. But he's played a lot of soccer lately. Do you remember a player as dominant that you would say, when he doesn't play, you lose. When he does play, you win. Like he's... Not in any sport. He's that important. Yeah, in any sport. In any sport. Yeah. I haven't seen this. Um, sometimes no. you, you saw it with ace pitchers. Um, you know, you go back to Roger Clemens and Randy Johnson. No, it's rare, man. It is very rare that you see this, if ever. And we've seen stars come to the MLS, you know. Um, David Beckham, you know, just comes to mind. But nobody like Lionel Messi has had this type of impact this fast. And uh, it's wild, but I think they're, regardless, um, they, they say they're probably too far out of a playoff spot anyways. But, man, this has been something else. Yeah, I expected more Messi mania when I got back home here uh, because it was getting crazy yeah. When he was first showing up at the start of the MLL, there was, you saw jerseys everywhere, billboards. Now you don't see a whole lot. BW from Edmonton writes and he says he's crossing into the U.S. of A. He's a trucker watching us in his truck. Welcome. God bless America and drive safe. Thank you, BW from Edmonton. Um, I tell you what, we have our regular rod squad. It's our whack pack. Uh, people that tune in every day and write in every day. We've got new viewers, as we mentioned. Two million homes, new homes we're in on Shaw Cable, Channel 230. But obviously, we're on all the others. Uh, or as Darren pointed out, almost all the others. But Wayne in Victoria, B.C. is a whack packer, a Rod Squad member. And I'll tell you, he's really impressing me. Because he's not just a Ryder fan. He writes in and says, yeah, Bobby Orr created a controversy because he was so good offensively. I think a defenseman should be judged on his defensive ability more than his offensive output. Just my opinion. Who has taken over Wayne and Victoria BC's phone? Or computer? Because he's <laughs> this guy, he took off the green goggles for a second to write that bit of golden nuggetry. And speaking of the Rod Squad, Ted and Redger says, who would be the best defensive defenseman in the NHL? I have no idea. That's the whole idea of these awards to give recognition to them. I don't know who I don't know who it would be either. But I do kind of find it interesting when people complain about the results of any awards in, in the leagues and how often do they say, who votes on this stuff? You'd be surprised. So anyways, thanks everyone uh, for playing. Just to recap where we were last hour, we played deal or no deal for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal, where Darren and I looked at the week 16 games just as a helper to the Canadian Football League. The games are these, Friday night doubleheader, Sask at Ottawa. We kicked that all around. BC at Edmonton is the late game of the doubleheader. Saturday, Montreal at Calgary and Hamilton at Toronto. Let's keep the comments coming in. I could turn to the text line, 902-518-3033.
Uh, Jim Wagner, thank you. He's in Belgoni, Sask. He says, morning, RP crew and RP nation. Greg Zahn, Zani is a real beauty. Go Pats, Jays, and Riders. I did want to talk about the junior hockey stuff for a second. There's a lot of people that have written in multiple times. I got to try and limit this to one comment per person per show. Um, but the MLB playoffs, I'm at a point, and I've totally changed. I'm going to give myself a little credit here. Five years ago, I was the voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and it was the only team I paid attention to. That's it. You knew me then. I didn't know anything about anything else because your job is to know every single thing there is to know about that team. That's your job. Call the games, cover them every day. That's it. Um, now, I've learned a lot about all the other leagues, and it is a lot, but I've also realized that I, with the Blue Jays, if they're not in the playoffs... I'm not really going to be following the playoffs. I know there's Mariners fans in the Pacific Northwest, obviously, but uh, Vancouver, where we have a lot of viewers, uh, and there's we're on the radio in Atlanta. But you, like I, Yankees aren't in it. To me, October baseball is a frigid, not frigid, but chilly, nip in the air, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, da, 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 da. FD New York hats, Fire Department New York hats. You know what I mean? Joe Torrey. That's fall baseball. And if I can't have it, I'm not watching. You? I know. Um, if the Jays aren't in it, it will definitely take the interest level down. But, you know, some of those other historic teams will be in it. The Dodgers are playing really well. They're going to be in the, in the playoffs and right in the mix for a World Series. But you're right. It's, it's the Yankees, the Red Sox. They're not in it. It doesn't seem right, does it? But uh, it'll still be fun. I don't know how much I'll watch down the stretch, but... My fandom and interest level, being a hockey and football guy, typically rises and falls as the Jays do. So when they're out, I'm kind of out. Right. NFL playoffs, however, we watch them all, whether our team's right. in it or not. You know. And for me, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, thank you for answering the bell. Bill in Toronto. Bill Sansi is watching on Game Plus Television. We were asking earlier what dominance have we seen in a sport or a league compared to what Lionel Messi's doing here with Inter-Miami. And Bill says, how about Pele? He's a new viewer. He needs to know. I just became a soccer expert when Messi showed up this summer. That's the first time I started caring. Even with the World Cup, with Canada and the great things they're doing with John Herdman and, the, and Canadian women winning a gold medal at the Olympics I wasn't following what they were doing in any other games or friendlies or CONCACAF tournaments. What? Now I got enough on my plate. It's not interesting. Messi's, he's the sexy story. Yeah. But is that how far we got to go back, Pele, to say dominance by a guy? Nah, it's, it's, no. it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady is the correct answer. It's, it's Tom. It's, yeah. It's, it's not even Gretzky, um, because we're not talking about dominance as an individual player necessarily. We're talking about impact on the team. Yeah. You, uh, you said a player shows up, and when he plays, they win. When he doesn't, they lose. Forget about the goals he's scoring and all of that, right? I mean, I don't think we're going to... I mean, you and I would be pretty quick to put Gretzky at the top of all-time great players in any sport, no matter what. But... It wasn't the case that he shows up, they win. I mean, they won in Edmonton. 
They didn't win in L.A. They didn't win in St. Louis. They didn't win in New York, right? Um, with Tom, he won in, in New England. And then he showed up in Tampa, and he won there too. You know, and when he plays, they win, and they were always in that conversation to win a Super Bowl. Um, and, and Messi will lose games. Miami will lose games at some point against somebody. But right now, it's not happening. No, oh, well, Jay in Winnipeg uh, writes in and says, Lawrence Taylor, and I love me some LT, but no. It's Tom Brady. Uh, you just said it. Six Super Bowls in New England, and since he left, they can't find their ass with both hands. And I slowly coming around on this because I'm a Tom fan, and while well, he lives here now, Serena and I talk about it all the time. How could you hate Tom Brady? But there are people that do. And not only did you say he went to Tampa Bay and won, New England hasn't won since. <laughs> so, hey, it's a clash of egos. All good things come to an end, and you got to move on. Uh, but it's tougher for some people to accept than others. But um, listen, I, honor, I know that this is... Well, yes, Michael Jordan, same thing. Thank you, Jay in Winnipeg. Although he never won anywhere else after he showed up in Charlotte or Washington, sorry, specifically, or Charlotte as an owner, because believe it or not, I do follow the NBA. But yes, MJ, six titles in Chicago. But again, any, an ego thing happened there, too. We all watched the last dance. So if we put Messi in the class of MJ and Tom Brady, that's not too bad of a class to be in. But Jim, Darren in... Uh, Greg Zahn coming up, by the way, World Series champion with these Florida Marlins. Last time I talked with Zani on the phone, just mano a mano, he's like, yeah, I didn't really like South Florida. Won a World Series here, but he doesn't really care for it. I said, why not? And he goes, yeah, everybody's walking around all shiny. The sweat. Everybody's sweating all the time. What the hell's wrong with that? Zani doesn't want to be that guy. He doesn't want to be a sweater. Um, what are your... You got to know him at the Grey Cup last year. Ballers Rec Room brought him in for the Twisted Tea Party. What, was that the first time you'd met Greg Zahn in person? What did you think of him? In person, um, Greg Zahn is one of a kind. He is unapologetically, authentically himself. And he likes what he likes. You know, he wants to be, I think it's in Ohio, right? Wants to be up in Ohio. Um, Cleveland, not yeah. Not down in the sun in, in, in Florida. I mean... Whatever. I mean, uh, but he is he is a polar. He still has that face and he shows up, pay attention, and they, they want to be around him. Yeah, it's the just it's the weirdest thing. He is yet to be replaced on television by Sportsnet. We watch all the games, but the network doesn't care, the blue jays don't care. You just gotta say Sayonara go your separate ways jeff gordon watching and thank you from the cheap seats he's been sitting here all day laying in the weeds he says jeff gordon uh sorry jeff gordon says zon was a hoot in person at ballers oh yeah he's like a lot of us a lot of fun at parties and i'll give zonny a lot of credit he was i think the last to leave was he not i think i was the first oh, yeah. to leave and I that? stayed till midnight as it was. So, uh, yeah, love that guy. And uh, he's coming up. Moose, I can handle overtime myself if you want to roll. Is that cool? You All good? Right. That's cool. Okay. Sayonara. Darren Moose DuPont.
Um, Greg Zahn is coming in next. I'm going to tell you right now, please get your questions into me right now. Because when I'm on the air with Zahn, I'm not going to be checking the computer and the text line. So get them in now. World Series champion with the Florida Marlins. Sportsnet great. Entrepreneur. Philanthropist. Greg Zahn joins us next on the Game Plus Television Network. WQEE Radio. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Time to talk a little baseball. If you don't know by now, the Blue Jays look to complete a three-game sweep of New York with a win at the Yankees tonight. They picked up their fifth win in a row, 6-1 Wednesday. We might get around to the Toronto Blue Jays with our next guest, Greg Zahn. Maybe, maybe not. 16 years in the majors, World Series champion of the Florida Marlins down here. Zahn, looking very regal, joining us from the throne. What's up today, GZ? Well, not much. Just, uh... Grinding away, just finished my that? first year uh, coaching pro ball, and kind of it's that time of year where the the player development programs they uh, start looking for new instructors and managers, and you know my new my new goal in life is to manage a big league team, and I know I got to stop along the way and kind of catch my groove in the minor leagues, managing clubs, and that's what I'm looking for right now. I'm trying to trying to find a job managing uh, minor league baseball. Um, just like I said, I just finished my first year in pro ball up in the Pioneer League um and it was fun and it kind of got the juices flowing again my first time uh, on the field since i retired so uh it was very rewarding uh, the kids were great they got better uh, i think we ended up like 14 games over 500 for the season so that was pretty good um yeah that's that's what i'm at doing right now just kind of unemployed and trying to find a gig and multiple gigs whatever just uh you know living the life <laughs> Well, you, uh, entrepreneur, sounds a lot better than unemployed. You're joking, of course. Yeah. I know. Well, yarn, yarn. Yeah. yeah. It does. But, you know, the reality of it is, is, you know, Donnie ain't got no job. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I closed, I closed down Greg's on Incorporated a few years ago when I left Canada. So uh, we're, we're, not, uh, we're not actively trying to build that 200-acre, uh, you know, tournament and uh, showcase facility in Canada. And when I left, it was kind of a, a bad time in, in the world with the pandemic going on. And nobody really wanted to spend $800 million on, on baseball fields. So I, I had to kind of walk away and pivot and find something new. Yeah, you will always survive because you are a winner. And I, speaking of that, doesn't surprise me your ball club did well this year, but your Instagram account is private. So I appreciate you accepting me to follow. And it just looks like you had a riot up there in the northern United States and Pacific Northwest. All of it. Yeah. What did you love it, about it? it? Really Aside was. from the baseball. Yeah, the baseball was unbelievable. I mean, the, the Kelly family put together a $40 million facility. It's the nicest minor league uh, facility I've seen short of a major league spring training complex. Um, yeah, they've got all the gadgets, the bells and the whistles, all turf field, the you look out the right field vista and it's the glacier national park um and a lot of the, the the clips that i was posting during the summertime was just my view from the front seat of the bus 
just breathtaking mountains, rivers, streams, lakes, nature. Uh, you know, I, I was living on top of a uh, big mountain, which is one of the best ski hills in uh, Montana. And, you know, every day driving up and down a mountain, I'd see elk, deer, you know, fox, coyotes. There was rumor to be a, a mountain lion up there, bears. I mean, just at peace and out there in nature and, and loving every minute of it. It was, it was a blast. Well, I love following it. So I don't know if anybody else said it to you. Thanks for posting that stuff because I really enjoyed following it. To, uh, to the MLB, if you don't mind, Aaron Boone got tossed for a 33rd time since he's been the skipper of the Yankees last night. Like, did, I would assume he's going to be fired this year because they had a terrible season. But what, what is it with this guy? It's his sixth time this season. Well, I mean, frustration boiling over. I mean, you know, I played against Aaron. You know, I, I played against his brother. I know his dad. Uh, it's a competitive family. I mean, it's a three-generation big league family. Ray Boone, the grandfather was a big leaguer. Bob, two brothers. You know, they want to win. And, you know, there's an enormous amount of pressure there in New York. And, you know, things aren't going well. And, you know, sometimes a manager needs to, uh, you know, get tossed, so to speak, to stick up for his players. Uh, to voice his frustration over bad calls uh, going against the ball club. Um, you know, sometimes it's just one of those things where it makes absolutely no sense to get tossed other than to light a fire under your club, to kind of let them know that you've had enough without actually going into the clubhouse and telling them, I've had enough. Um, it depends on, you know, how much they know about you as, as a man. Um, but it, it, it seems childish to most people, but... There is a method to the madness in most cases. There's a reason for it. And, you know, I don't blame Aaron for, for being frustrated with the performance of the Yankees this year. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, look at the philosophy, look at the, the organizational direction. Uh, obviously, he'll probably be the guy that falls on the sword at the end of the year. But how much of it is really his fault? Because we don't know what kind of conversations are happening in his office when nobody else is in the stadium. We don't know how many times he's been summoned to Brian Cashman's office to discuss something. We don't know whether or not Aaron Boone is really managing that ball club or it's the analytics department and like it is in some places. So it's very difficult to, to know what is actually going on behind the scenes. Um, but there are a lot of managers out there who um, will be the good soldier and fall on the sword when things don't go as expected and they want to protect their job they want to protect the front office uh, the kind of the way kevin cash did when when he had absolutely no choice but to pull you know ian snell in that game against the dodgers everybody in baseball that didn't have you know a degree from the ivy league knew that snell was dominating and he should have stayed in that ball game but that six inch binder um you know that kevin cash has to walk around with told him what to do and by golly, he's going to follow it because he wants to keep his job and he wants to keep his bosses happy. As a collective, they made a decision. They they, they formulated a path. You know, the guy at the end of the at the end of the at the end of the rope, like Kevin Cash or, or Aaron Boone. You know, we don't know what's going on there. So I mean, a lot of times these guys are just being good soldiers, being good employees, and doing what they're told. Um. More teams running their teams off analytics or less? Is it 50-50, 60-40? What would you say? I'd say it's higher than 60-40. I think there are some teams out there that are hybrids, and I think there are more teams coming back to a more practical 
more baseball centric uh, experience, baseball centric type of situation. I think you're going to see a bit of a renaissance here coming up where guys like me who understand the analytics, who understand the, the tools, the tech tools that, that, that can be utilized in the most wonderful ways to evaluate and make players better. I, I experienced it for the first time this summer. Uh, you know, you need a cross section. You can't all be numbers and it can't all be, you know, blood and guts, old school baseball guys with leather necks. It, it has to be a combination of both. Um, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think the analytics guys belong in, in the cubicle right outside, you know, the corner office of the baseball guys or the president who is the business guy. They can't be the ones that are driving the bus because there are a lot of things that these computer gadgets can't measure, can't measure heart, can't measure determination, can't measure a lot of these innate things, these, these intangibles. Um, and a lot of times these intangibles are the difference maker between winning and losing, uh, championship, and also ran. Uh, do I believe in the analytics? Do I believe in the tech gadgets? Absolutely. I think they're wonderful tools. I think they should be utilized, but they should be utilized by guys who understand them, who also have practical baseball experience like I do. I've, I've said, I've kind of, I don't know, I think the right word is analogy. You know, I can take my pickup truck and I can fill it with the best tools that Home Depot can sell me and drive it down to a job site. But if skilled workers don't show up to put the tools in their hands, nothing's going to get built. And I think that applies to baseball now more than ever. I love it, and that's why you're the best baseball analyst in the business, there's no doubt. Not telling you anything that you don't know. But that's like when our analytics people give us the ratings. We're up here, we're down there, this is the demographics. I'm like, thank you, but this is what we're going to do. <laughs> Thanks for the info, but I'll decide where we're going. Right? And that's, baseball's the exact same way. Well, yeah, and you, you, if you're the president of a team, if you're the owner of a ball club, you know, you, you agree on a path, or at least you, you, you say that you, you want to go in this direction. And, I, and I'll be the first to admit, you know, you go back to the, the money ball, Billy Bean days. You know, Billy had no choice. He had to think outside the box at one point or another with that tiny payroll. Figure out a way to find value where nobody else is looking at it so you can pay it less and afford to have it in your lineup. I got it. I totally get it. But it didn't win. The formula is great minor league farm system, sprinkle in some free agents at the, the opportune times. And honestly, when those things happen, your payroll is going to skyrocket because good players are expensive. You know, it's like, you know, do you want a, a, do you want a first year model Chevrolet or do you want a proven S 500 Mercedes Benz plain and simple, you know what you're getting when you spend the extra money for, uh, you know, the S 500, but that first year model new type of Chevrolet, you don't know what you're getting. It might look great on the outside. It might purr like a kitten, but hey, it, it may not get the job done, and you might have a bunch of recalls. So, you know, it, it is what it is, and that it hasn't changed. It's not going to change. But do I applaud Major League Baseball and the teams for trying to think outside the box and look in a different direction? Sure do. And you know what the analytics have done for baseball? It's opened up a whole new demographic of baseball fans. The guy that never played, who loves numbers, who is fascinated with the game of baseball because of the numbers, now he's a super fan. Whereas before, you know, you get some Neanderthal like me pounding his chest going, rrr, 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 hit and run, rrr, 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 you, know, you know, hit the cutoff, man, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't make any sense to them because they never played. Uh, now they can look at the analytics. They can look at spin rates and vertical drops and all these other stuff and have a blast doing it. You know, guys like me, we know. 
I don't care about your spin rate if you can't throw the fastball where you want it to go because you're not going to get anybody out. If you can't pick up the routine ground ball and throw it to first base, we're not going to win. If you can't hit behind the runner, if you can't put the ball in play with runners in scoring position, I don't care what your exit velocity is. You're not going to win. So there are certain things that we can use and point to in order to evaluate players on how much do we want to pay them? Um, do we want to grab that guy in a free agent market? Do we want to draft him? Sure, we can look at all those things, but you can't measure this and you can't measure this. And so those are go. things that we get back to as an industry. And I, and I like to include myself in the industry still because I care. Um, but I think all the new tech and the analytics married with old school baseball could make the game the greatest it's ever been. Voila. Greg, call me sometime. Great seeing you. Keep in touch. You betcha. My pleasure, Roddy. Always a pleasure. World Series champion, all-around great guy, Greg Zahn. We'll be back with overtime after this. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, it's overtime, and uh, now is your time. It's time for overtime. Proudly brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. If you haven't checked it out yet, this fall is the time to do it. 28th Street Northeast in Cowtown. Phone ahead, book your lanes, and then reach out to me and tell me what you thought of it, because I love it. It's an amusement park for hockey players. Hi, Randy and crew over there it's a wonderful place overtime hockey leans in calgary sports update now's your time to get your comments in we had five minutes left 902-518-3033 902-518-3033 for emj marketing we covered the blue jay story obviously the chicago cubs need a win tonight over pittsburgh to avoid falling into a tie with miami for the last wild card spot in the National League, the Marlins are idle. Cincinnati and San Francisco are also within striking distance of the Cubs. The Reds have the night off, and the Giants will visit the L.A. Dodgers. Canadian lineman Laurent Duvernay-Tardif is retiring from pro football. He won the Super Bowl with Kansas City in 2020. He received his medical degree from McGill University in 2018. During the height of COVID, he opted out of the NFL season to volunteer at a Quebec long-term care facility. Biggest news in the NFL right now is Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams stepping down. He says he needs to lend to, sorry, he needs to tend to his health and family. The resignation comes two games into his second NFL season. Williams missed last week's loss to Tampa Bay for what the team said were personal reasons after working the opener against Green Bay. Now there's a rumor that the FBI showed up at the Bears facility listening to Dan Patrick today and uh, he said there's a story here that you're going to hear maybe by the end of the day. I'm like come on Dan. Spicy. But I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. You know but you can't say it. 
Sports updates are for Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment. Featuring their core five, Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Ted in Red Deer says, oh, what a great show. Had a blast. Got to miss tomorrow due to my tea time. How about that? Uh, about well, that? hit them straight, Ted. Thanks for playing. Thanks for participating. You know, as I said, give me the questions ahead of time, and I'll ask the Zahn ones. I'm just seeing now Robert and Prince Albert saying, hey, Zahn, are we going to see Manoa in a Jays jersey again? Isn't that something? What a sad situation that is. Seems to me that it's all mental. What do you guys think? That's what I think with Alec Manoa. Very unfortunate situation. Um, 902-518-3033 regarding dominant players in a sport. We're saying Messi, as they were saying on the radio here in Miami today, the sports station, which I love. When he plays, they win. When he doesn't play, they lose. Period. <laughs> Is that an MVP for you or what? It's an odd situation. $30 million a year in a lower-ranked global soccer league, as I understand it. Nowhere near what Messi's used to playing. He's just eating him up. But he wanted to live in South Florida. I get it. Make $30 million. Hello. But who else has dominated like this? The answer is Tom Brady. Bomber boy in... Calgary writes in and says, Doug Flutie goaded the CFL as a winner when he played. Yes, he did. Two great cups with Toronto, lost a great cup with Calgary. He didn't have the championships. Yeah, you're, you're right. I don't want to argue with you. I can see what you're saying with Doug Flutie. I say, because I'm old enough to have seen him play live from me to you away, because I was the sideline reporter. There was nobody as good as this guy, Doug Flutie. The old-timers will say that Warren Moon was better, but I wasn't watching the CFL at that time. 30 years, hopefully, is enough of a knowledge bank. A lot more of that tomorrow on a football Friday. Jim Barker will be with us, mental coach Shane McGowan. Uh, we'll preview the weekend in football because there's just too much to get to now. Oh, Reed Johnson, thank you. Thank you, thank you from the Mark cast. Going to be a big one. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>